Golf Nuts with Jimmy James and Darren Abrams is brought to you by Acros Golf. Acros Golf. This is Golf Nuts with Aaron Abrams and Jimmy James. Welcome to a special episode of Golf Nuts with Jimmy James and Aaron Abrams. We're coming to you tonight from Pikewood National. And since Aaron isn't here at Pikewood National, we have a former guest who played the course today that's going to co-host with us this evening. So Patrick Coney, uh, a lot of you may know him through his photographs. And all of, of course, all of you know him from the podcast we did with him. He's going to co-host uh, with our guest tonight that I will talk about in a moment, uh, Bob Gwynn, who is the uh, architect, one of the yes, co-architect mm-hmm. of the of the course. And so uh, Patrick met Jim earlier and had an opportunity to met Patrick met Bob earlier and had an opportunity to talk to him. But what I want to find out from Patrick after playing the course for the first time is what was his impression of the course. So Patrick. Yeah. What well, did you think of the course? Well, I mean, those are big shoes to fill with, with Aaron. So, um, you know, I think that they need to get the bulldozer and uh, just t- take this entire thing down. It's a total dump out there. I can't believe we were subject to such horrors today. Um, but no, it, 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 quite the opposite, right? It's one of those things is I've played a lot of top 100 courses, played a lot of golf courses all over the all over the world. And there's something different about a walk that like you can feel that sort of like elite tier. Maybe it's top 100 or like even t- top 200 really has a special sort of feeling. Um, everybody there is excited to play. All the golf is of high quality. You're not now you're like, what's this? You're like, oh, you get excited. And so that was my that was my feeling um, I, I'm walking around Pikeville National today. I mean, it was it was beautiful. Well, uh, you'll have an opportunity to ask Bob. Um, some questions on right. the holes that All you right. saw today. <laughs> and so I'll just mention how Bob and I met. During my Top 100 tour, my host, David Smith, more affectionately known as Turbo, because he does everything charged up, um, after our round, called Bob and said, hey, I got this guy, this crazy golf nut guy here, played the course today, would love for you to come out and meet him. And so Bob came out, came over, and we sat and talked golf, golf course architecture, Pikewood, the holes at Pikewood, into the evening. So it was a fantastic, just a wonderful conversation on golf. So let's go ahead in this special episode and just bring Bob right in and um, have him introduce himself. And then the first thing we'd like to start off with is... How, in all of your wildest dreams, did you see such a timeless, ageless opportunity here on Victoria Peach? Yeah, well, Jimmy, I uh, thank you first, and thank you for coming. Uh, we've, um, you know, had a great time. I think John and I spent a lot of time here um, developing a golf course over a long period of time. And uh, it's been a work in progress. I mean, we started uh, back in 2003. Well, maybe I should go back to 2001. We had a uh, driving range to start out with. And then uh, 
we figured out that business model wasn't working. So we decided to we'd make it a nine hole course. And then after a few years of doing that, we decided that that business model wasn't working. So we better make it an 18 hole course. And uh, so we made an 18 hole course and uh, Golf Digest uh, came in and uh, started rating us. And um, in that year, uh, we had, uh, I think, 12 panelists. I think you needed uh, 10 evaluations uh, for best new private course in America. And I, we never, you know, really considered that we might be, you know, the best new private course in America, but until Ron Witten from Golf Digest called me and said, uh, Bob, you know, the, the publication's coming out in just a couple of days. I just wanted to let you guys know uh, that you'd won a best new private in golf course. Then I had to uh, check with him to make sure it wasn't one of my friends sort of just joking. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I did, uh, I was able to detect that it actually was Ron Witten. And Ron had come here prior to that, uh, and we played 18 holes. And, uh, you know, and since then, we've had, you know, some great conversations. He came back about five years later, uh, you know, toured the course with me. That time, he didn't want to play golf. He just wanted to take photographs and talk about the architecture and, and things like that. And it was very interesting, I thought, you know, for us, uh, you know, uh, we're the, the couple guys that, um, you know, really don't really know what they're doing. And and actually made something that's very special, I think, here. Uh, and it's very special for us, I think, to, you know, be on a, a podcast with the two of you and and have people, you know, talk to us when we, John and I, you know, spend hours, I think, up here at times. It seems like I'd like to come out and hit balls in the evening, maybe, and my wife's like, where have you been? You know, well, you know, I'm talking to Jimmy James, you know, for an hour or something like that. But we've had a, a great time, I think, with, trying to, you know, create this, once we realized what we had, I think, to not only, um, you know, to uh, continue that, but to improve it. And uh, we, we spend hours sort of thinking about things without, you know, changing the golf course. I think the golf course by itself, the way it is right now, I, I don't think that we could do anything that would really, um, you know, that we, I don't think we should do anything uh, substantial what we, want to do is make improvements and make it a little bit better playing, I think. Uh, and then uh, when people come back in five years, they might not even notice the change, except they're enjoying it more. So we've had, we've had a lot of fun and uh, it's been quite an experience for us. Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in like the, the very beginning to mm -hmm. me, because it's like stuff that people don't see. Yeah. And, you know, it's like here you got this driving range. And so I imagine it's like you and your buddy, you're like, man, let's build a golf course. And you're like, and kind of knowing a little bit about what it takes. It's not an easy undertaking. Yeah. You have to have good land. You have to have a million pounds of sand and like a basic understanding of architecture. How did you guys go about from like you say, you guys don't know what you're doing. You obviously yeah. knew a little bit, but how does it go from just kind of like, we want to build a golf course to like actually get finding right. some of these holes? Well, I think there has to be something wrong with you to undertake a task. <laughs> no, I think that, uh, you know, we both had played a number of uh, top 100, you know, golf courses. Uh, and uh, we, you know, we're as a group, I think we've always enjoyed golf. So we said, well, why don't we build a golf course? And uh, I don't think we knew really what we were getting into, but uh, it's more substantial than you really imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I you know, I, I cut my lawn before that. And I was, <laughs> maybe that's all you got to do is cut the grass, but it's not, that's not it. I mean, it's everything but that, I think. 
Uh, and we started out, um, you know, with um, uh, some general things that, you know, I don't think that architects really do today. I think it's more probably a science than the way we did this. Uh, you know, we, we had our own engineering department and we asked them to create uh, topo maps for us. And I asked them if they could do it, you know, where one inch equals 100 yards, so that if you had like, say, four inches, you'd have a 400 yard hole and anything over that might be 450 or whatever, you know, and, and uh, uh, so they, they produced these. And then we asked, I asked them to do five foot contours so that we could see, you know, you know, how much elevation change we might have. And then uh, we would, uh, you know, go out in the winter. We always, we did everything we did here in the winter because you couldn't walk through the, the woods here in the summer. And we would ask the, uh, you know, our engineering department to stake, you know, like uh, a T would be like a yellow stake. And then uh, we did 275 yard turns radiuses that we say, okay, go out 275, put a blue stake out there. And then, then the green, wherever we located the green, we'd say the center of the green do with the red stake. And then John and I would come out here and we sort of look around the trees and say, hey, that looks like that could be a really, you know, cool golf hole. Nice. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that's sort of how we got started. We did probably 20 routings uh, before we settled on the So one. 20 different variations. 20 different variations. Night. And then, you know, what you see now is the final variation of that. Uh, and uh, that, uh, you know, it took us quite a quite a bit of time. We, you know, we uh, acquired the prop. You know, we, we owned part of the property in a transaction. We're in the limestone business. And mm. uh, we... Uh, where this property is located or close to it. We have an underground mine and we, we bought it from a company in Houston, Texas uh, uh, that, um, you know, wanted to sort of get out of the mining business. They were in the cement business. And uh, so, uh, you know, we, um, you know, acquired uh, from them 3,100 acres. And uh, that 3,100 acres uh, was sort of, you know, on each side of the middle of the golf course. And uh, there was 262 and a quarter acres in the middle uh, that we didn't own. So we did business with a uh, timber company uh, that owned it. And I went down and talked to them and uh, uh, the owners wanted to make sure we had everything straight. But, uh, you know, we uh, ended up uh, acquiring that 262 and a quarter acres. And that's what all of the acreage up here, 650 acres up here together, which is more than enough, you know, for a golf course to be located on. And mm -hmm. uh, so then uh, from that, we, we just said, okay, we're going to try to figure out, you know, uh, looking at these topo maps, you can see where there are flat spots and, you know, it rolls a little bit and things like that. And we're going to, you know, go out and see if, you know, you can put golf holes on this and, uh, it turned out that, uh, yes, you can. And, uh, I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, we wanted to do, uh, was to, you know, our, you know, this is sort of our theory on how you build a golf course. But, uh, after reading more architecture books, I realized that some other architects have also, you know, done the same thing. And that was, you know, uh, what I think Tilling has, uh, called the course, he refers to it as the course beautiful. I don't know if you've read that. Or not, and Tillman has books, uh, but you know he, you know, like one of his quotes might be, "He who builds a golf hole uh, must have two aims. The first aim is to uh, test the metal, 
of the player. But the second aim is to make the golf course as beautiful as possible everywhere around them. And, you know, so we thought, okay, if you, if, you know, that's, that's tilling has talking. Uh, and I play tilling has course. I always think to myself, you know, you know, our land is so much different than most of the tilling has courses I play. I mean, you know, that, it, you know, ours is so, you know, so much, you know, like a walk in nature. It's so mm -hmm. beautiful that even if you don't play golf, you might enjoy the walk. Right. Yeah. And, and several yeah. times a day, I felt like I was on a nature hike. I'm like, yes. this is, yeah. yeah. So did it, did it live up to yeah. its billing as the greatest yeah. walk in golf team? I mean, my legs are still a little <laughs> sore, so I'm not super, right. you know, um, I'd have to, you know, I'm always really high after I get off, so having just come mm -hmm. off. So I like to, before I say the greatest walk in golf, that's, you know, that's right up there. It's the Mount Rushmore. So I, I have to kind of let things su settle and then yeah. go back and, and assess it. Uh, but it was it was a dang good walk, and it's definitely one of my one of my favorites that I've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, I'd like to talk about some of the holes in particular. But before yes. we get to that point, mm -hmm. um, tell me. So that year where you were the top course, there was a little competition. Yeah, oh yeah, for that top yeah. course. Yeah, and one of the uh, uh, more established uh, golf course yeah. architects who yeah. built several really good courses sort of took exception to yes, yeah. this one being the top. You mind telling that story? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was, uh, I was in my office one day and it was, uh, you know, a few years later uh, after we received that award and, uh, you know, the receptionist said, you know, that uh, she had, that I had a call from a, a Tom Doak, he's on the line. And what I take it, you know, I said, absolutely, absolutely, you know, and so put him on and I didn't know Tom at all, you know, but. Yeah. He uh, he said, you know, to me that um, he was working on a, a course that uh, they were remodeling over in uh, the D.C. area and that he was going to drive from Michigan. And on the way, that would be, you know, he'd have to drive by our course and he would like to see the course. And I said, well, any reason why, you know, you, you'd like to see the course? And he somewhat said something to the effect that, uh, well, um, um, my course uh, finished second to your course in the best new private course in 2009. And my course is better than your course. And I, I'm like, well, <laughs> have you been to our course? And he goes, no, but I know my course is better. You know? uh, so he said, uh, sure. you know, would you, would you, you know, have me for a day? And uh, Tom came here and uh, we had a very interesting uh, day because uh, uh, he said he'd like to walk the course, not play the course. Uh, and uh, part of the reason was we had some bad weather. But, uh, you know, he's, we were out there on a course for five hours without hitting a shot and talking about the architecture. And uh, so it was very interesting, uh, you know, to be with him. Uh, he never, you know, indicated to me whether uh, my, our course was better than his course. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we had some interesting conversations. And after we finished the walk for five hours, we came back to the clubhouse and several of our members were there uh, around the bar and the main area of the clubhouse and uh, we had a conversation and members could, you know, in, in enjoy asking questions themselves and, and things like that. It's very interesting. But I, you know, one of the things that I thought was, uh, you know, very interesting myself is that he, he never commented too much on, you know, anything uh, that was, you know, like, let's say that, well, I think there's something here you should have done this or you should have done that. He's so we're walking all the way around. He's not saying anything. You know, he said, you know, he, so, you know, we're up to around the 12th and he goes, well, you know, um, 
we get, which is our redam hole. It's a par three. It's a beautiful yeah. golf hole. You yeah. can see. Which Patrick had a really great shot in, exactly. but it didn't roll all the way down to the hole. Well, I was a little, I was like, these greens are too wet. And, you know, we didn't but he hit it. Spot. I nice. hit the shot. I yes. hit the shot. Well, if you stay here for a couple more days, it's going to get drier each day. We've had a lot of rain here lately. But, in the uh, heat of the summer, yeah. that, that would have yeah. went in, right? But uh, Doak, uh, you know, came up to the green and he's on the right side of the green. Then he went to the front of the green and he went to the back of the green. And he went to the left side where over towards the 13th tee and he's looking at the green and he hadn't said a word. And I said, what do you think? And he has got that right. You know, and I thought, hey, from Tom, that's, Dove, good. that's a pretty good uh, compliment. So that, that's neat. Yeah. I did think that myself that the, the a lot of these Redan holes are like, yeah. it's almost impossible to like do what the Redan wants you to do, which is run it in there low right. on the right yes. and have it swoop around yeah. and then thrill the ball yes. coming out and like, you popping into view yeah. and like potentially going the yeah. hole is what a redan is about. And some of these redans that are heralded as these amazing things, like it's almost impossible to get the ball to do that right. on some of the right. Rainer or McDonald yeah. ones. Um, but we love them anyways. Yeah. But this one, you can absolutely you play can that, that shot here and you sure. can do it yeah. very right. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's well done. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's cool that, yeah. that Tom gave you some kudos on right. that. No. And yeah, I mean, myself, I play that shot a little bit to the right of the bunker to let yep. it swing around yep. as opposed to taking on, a, you know, you might not, uh, you know, might be able to birdie it more if you went right at it, but I sure. think you can, you can get your share of birdies by, you know, taking that uh, right side and letting the, the contour take the ball to the, the hole. So, and that's uh, exactly yeah. the design. Yes. It makes it, makes it fun to play. So right. You, can, you have Absolutely. options. Yes. You can try it out. If you go bail too far, right. You, yeah. you know, you're safe, but mm -hmm. you know, you, you uh, got a tricky putt over a ridge or a kicker or right. whatever it is. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a treat. And, and the other thing about it is when you're standing on the green or on the tee, you have one of the most beautiful views in the world yeah. uh, as you're playing the hole. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so, stunning. So, um, so you're at 12. Tom gives you your props, your propers yeah. for 12. And then how about from there on? Well, I mean, in the next hole, he did say this is something maybe that he would change. He said, this is the first thing I would change. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, you know, the trees on the right over there. He said, I would uh, take those out and make it a drivable, you know, par four. And I said, well, we have a drivable par four, but it's later on. And it could be played either as a long par four or short par four, drivable par four. And uh, we have that later on, but... Uh, you know, you know, um, I, I you know, I was telling him that, um, you know, some people like certain things, and some people like other things, and we're not going to change it, you know, and, uh, you know, but I, I've had a, another uh, architect that uh, not as well known as, as Tom Doke, but, uh, you know, he's with a, a golf course construction company, and uh, he wanted to walk all 18 holes, and he played our 13th hole, and he said, uh, you know, he said, that's my favorite hole in the course. And it's sort of funny because, you know, Dope wasn't, I don't think Dope was saying, I don't like the hole. He said, I, I think it could be made better if you take the trees out to make it a drivable par four. But I, you know, my, you know, myself, I think that, um, you know, the way it is now, I prefer it the way it is now. Uh, and I, I think it would be less of a hole if we, if we, you know, changed it. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, you know, um, some people have good ideas, uh, and uh, you know, I, I didn't want to say to them uh, we, we finished first, so uh, you know, yeah, we're not we're not taking any suggestions. Yeah, you know, I think I, I think you were a little more diplomatic with him than you were with me when I said on number fifteen, "Hey Bob, I had a great drive right down the middle." 
And I find my, I get up there and I find my ball in fescue. Why would you punish me like that? And maybe the fescue should be cut down and you shave down that area. And his response was, well, Jimmy, you you, you know the fix for that, right? Don't hit it there. And I think it's also, I think it's an architectural strategy too, that direction and distance. Yeah. You know, we, we make sure people know if, if they look at the, the markers, you know, that, you know, that the fairway ends at a certain point. So you need to be, yeah. you need to get as close to that point as possible. Most people can hit driver and they're not as, you know, uh, uh, long and lanky as Jimmy is <laughs> where you might hit it pretty far. But, you know, uh, then, you know, you have this next shot that you play to a certain distance and then you play to the green. It's a par five and uh, it has a reverse redan, come and think of it, on right. the green there, which is... Uh, uh, I think a pretty cool looking green uh, for us. Yeah, this is the one where you were 130 and flew the green. Just to remind you. I remember this and I remember thinking the hole was good. I, I played out, but I found the rough, which the rough is is serious here. The rough um, is serious. And yes. I had a good yeah. angle. Don't hit it there. But I was in the rough. <laughs> that made my approach tough. And then I, I, I kind of put it out where I had to hit a little nip over the bunker. And then, it got all, then I got all out yeah. of control. You know, so yeah. I, I kind of, it got... You know, I had my opportunity hitting yeah. a couple of good shots, but if you don't yeah. execute on, yeah. on your on these shots, it'll jump up and present you with a, a tough right. recovery. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, I, I'm actually a member at Oakland as well, but I was talking to somebody, you know, about they were members at Oakland. They were talking about all oh, the rough. It's so, you know, it's it's pretty tough. It's, uh, you know, and we we do, you know, make, you know, we actually uh, fertilize that rough. We irrigate it. Uh, we, you know, we do things that make it good. You know uh, where it is, and I think it creates a nice line to define the fairway. You know, but it also, uh, you know, is is you know, uh, it, it's pretty fertile, I guess. You know, it's uh, yeah. We have uh, you know uh, uh, good. Our superintendent here is uh, the best you can have, uh, Joel Foreman. Uh, Joel's been with us for quite a while, and he knows the grass about as well as anyone. Uh, the um, you know, but but I was telling him this the guy from Oakmont was that's a friend of mine that, that you know he said well you know you don't have a first cut rough and you know I think the USGA is recommending that you know most of the classic courses that that's a modern concept that you know first cuts are rough and, and that you know you have a classic course you shouldn't have a first cut rough you know yeah. so we don't have a you know first cut but I was telling him that our fairways are thirty five yards wide Oakmonts are twenty six yards wide but they have a first cut rough. So I said, we give you the benefit of a little wider fairway. Yeah. So if you get in the rough, you shouldn't have been in the rough first place. First you know, place. But, uh, That's yeah. one of the things that I thought uh-huh. made the rough feel like, well, I deserve this because mm-hmm. these fairways are so wide and yeah. it makes the course feel it's difficult. It's, there's no doubt about it, but right. it also makes it feel extremely fair, you know, because yes. you have this option to hit maybe different yeah. sides of the fairway where you can select an angle. And then when you put it in the rough, you're like, I kind of deserve this a little bit. I was a little wild, right. um, but you can definitely, you yeah. know, get a little squirrely offline and still find the fairway, which I feel like is, is refreshing. And of course, yeah. it's got a lot of trees and, and visual challenges to it. Too, I, have, so. I have some people tell me that it's, you know, we're not really what I call a tree line course because no. we're there's 85 yards between tree line to tree line on this course. I don't know if you realize that while you're out. Oh, there. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, not to the yardage, yeah. but it, but I think you get you know a golfer that uh, probably is 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 not as good as Jimmy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but uh, 
you know, they, they get out there and they look at the trees and they start, I got to stay out of those trees, you know? And, yes. You know, so they, you know, it goes from rough the next thing you know, they're hitting it in the trees, you know, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, our, our course itself, generally our concept, again, for architecture, for us, is to, it, 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 it is tough, but fair. Mm -hmm. uh, so that it's all in front of you. If you can, you know, hit your ball in a fair way, you should have a good shot to the green. And then uh, if you can hit your ball straight, you should get on the green. And, uh, you know, you should then hopefully be able to two-putt based on, you know, where the hole locations are. I heard are pretty tough. They were today. pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like, maybe not as much today. They were, they were, yeah, they were tough. tough. Yeah. 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 And, and, and speaking of that, and maybe talk a little bit about, like, the greens and what your approach to it is. Yeah. Because I think any good golf course and most of the – golf courses in the top 100 they start with great greens right. like if you don't have great greens right. interesting greens yeah. um, you might as well forget about a yeah. lot of because the course kind of falls right. apart without those um what was your approach well, I, I to think, those? i think there i mean i think that uh it's not only the green but it's also the green surrounds and yes so like if you miss a green you know you know uh if you notice on a lot of the holes you have several options you can you know you can maybe even pot it or you could chip it or you could pitch it. So we wanted to give people, you know, all the options that, you know, they could play in, in a round of golf. And some people are more comfortable with different things, but they can explore and, and learn things, I think, also while they play. And I think that gives them the opportunity. Uh, our, our green complexes, uh, we, you know, there's, there, there's some variations, I think, in our greens, obviously. I mean, like our sixth hole is a lot different than uh, you know, like maybe our tenth hole or something like that. The sixth yeah. is that it's three three tier, three yes. tier yeah. Yeah. yeah, the plateau. Yeah. It's a triple plateau. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's sort of like you know, like you know, we you know have like I said, we've been to several courses, you know, uh, you know, around the not only around the United States, but around the world, you know, playing. And so you know, when you play some courses, and like you know, I, I went to Pine Valley for twenty six years in a row playing golf up there, and. And, you know, and, you know, play Oakmont and, you know, just everyday stuff, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you, you when you're thinking about these things, you know, you I think first off, you want to make sure it fits into the lay of the land. Secondly, I think that, you know, if it does fit into the lay of the land, you might be able to incorporate from a great force a feature. But I don't think you want to, you know, to me, you don't want to completely duplicate that feature. Right. You might want to have right. it on, like, let's say, if it, you know, like a, on, you know, you might have a, a green that has something on both sides, if, you know, that you recognize and you think, oh, both of those are pretty cool. But, you know, what we would try to do is maybe let's say, okay, on the right side of the green, we're going to incorporate that feature. Left side, we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. And so we're going to, on the left side might be that same thing I was talking about, the, you know, the, you know, the pitch, you know, uh, putt, you know, chip kind of thing on the other side. If you miss over there, you know, sort of, you know, you, you, you short sided yourself, you know, you, you so, you know, you got to figure out what do I want to do with this shot so that, you know, I'm in on the right place in the green and, and mm -hmm. things like that. But, uh, you know, I think we have a lot of variety in our green complexes. I think we have a lot of variety in our surrounds. Um, they're interesting, I think. And uh, I think both, I mean, I'm saying, no, I'm not talking just about the surround, I'm talking about the greens as well, but. You know, I, I don't think uh, you can have a great course without great greens. And, uh, right. you know, I, would I agree. think that, uh, so I think we, you know, I think we did pretty well at doing both, you know, that. Uh, yeah, I think know, you have really 
good brain complexes that challenge you in several ways differently. Like I think a, a sign of a really great golf course that's hard, that's a hard golf course, is when it's hard for different reasons yes. on the holes. It's yes. not hard for the same yes. reason over, over and, and over, over and, and over again. Yeah. It's yeah. not repeating yeah. itself. Yeah. So um, so you're you're on the last few holes on the back nine uh -huh. with Tom. He's he's made his comments uh, mm -hmm. on the short par four, yeah. uh, cutting down the trees. Yes. Um, any more insights as uh, you were walking yes, the last hole? As no, I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, like on our sixth hole, walking from the fifth green to our sixth hole, he told me that, you know, the, the stream that runs, you know, and, you know, along the walking path there, which is not even part of the golf course, is one of the prettiest things he's ever seen on a golf course, you know, and I thought that was sort of an unusual comment, you know, um, to be made, but um, was he saying maybe yeah. you should have incorporated it into the course? Well, I, I don't think so because I, I think that um, you know um, to do that. I mean, yeah. sometimes you want to get. Sometimes, yeah, I think that natural feature of the stream is pretty cool to be around. Yes, uh, but you know, I think that um, you know here uh, we have some water features. You know, where we have a beautiful stream behind number five green. Number five is beautiful, like right? that's the one I said yes. to you. Yeah, right, right. How did you get when you got here and said, "Well, I got to put a hole here because this because yes. yeah. the fall was there, the waterfall yeah, I, was there. This I, isn't I, one of those manufactured yeah. scenes. This I, is it, natural. It, it almost looks fake, but then you kind of yeah. look at it like that actually might be real, and it's it's, it's real, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as Ron Witten wrote, he says, you know. Uh, this is a waterfall that you know is is not what you're saying. Like yes. Vegas, is, this is a waterfall that's been here probably for a thousand years. You know, yeah, and he wrote cool. that article in the Best in Private. But you know, like you know, on five, we were up on four. John and I were up on four, and it was a cold winter day, of snow on the ground. You know, and uh, but it wasn't. You know, uh, it was probably like in the you know, like like let's say thirty degrees, twenty eight degrees, somewhere in that you know area. And we're up, you know, we, I was telling him, you know, well, maybe here we could put a green here, you know, where the fourth green is today, you know. And so we're standing up there and all of a sudden, we you know, like, what is that noise? You know, because we own 650 acres here and it'd have to be on our property. And we didn't put anything there. And there's all this noise going on down there. So, so we, you know, we went down to where the fifth green is now, uh, where the waterfall is. And, uh, you know, there was all uh, rhododendron and mountain, uh, you know, uh, laurel uh that occupied that whole area from the green all the way back to the tee and you know we couldn't we couldn't get in we knew there was we but we still couldn't figure out what's the noise you know what is that noise back in there because the, the waterfall goes away from it yeah. at that point you know and um so i told him i said we'll get two guys from our maintenance crew we'll get chainsaws we're going to cut our way in next weekend we'll come yeah. back and we'll do cool. this next saturday <laughs> So we cut our way into the uh, to the uh, where the waterfall is now, you know, where it was then too. But uh, and then we realized, hey, this is really neat. This is a natural waterfall on our property that is so special that you just can't make this up. And so uh, we said, okay, now on our routing, we're gonna, you know, that's the farthest point from the clubhouse, and we're gonna we're gonna come to here, and then we're gonna go back in, you know, to you know to nine. So we do have back-to-back, -back, which I don't think is too unusual for, you know, like a uh, uh, top 100 course. I mean, you see it, you know, like Cypress Point is an example. Of yeah. Two back-to-back -back par fives. But, uh, you know, I think that um, – and, and those two par fives, I mean, if I could talk about that just, you know. Yeah. First off, I think the first one is pretty difficult. You know, it's probably the hardest par five, you know, by far on a golf course. 
but you know, Golf Digest is uh, you know uh, uh, had an article in 2020 where they talked about the 18 uh, best holes built since 2000, and our eighth hole was named as one of those 18 holes. And I think I mentioned to you in the digital side of that, uh, they uh, talked about the eighth hole as being that that it stands alone as the best hole built, best natural hole built this century. So that's a pretty strong statement, I think, you know, about a hole. It's, yeah. it's huge for yeah. it, I mean, yeah. how many, there's yeah. so many golf holes built all the time. Right. To yes. be the best of any type. Is, yeah. Is and they call it the most natural, you in, know, in, as well. And yeah. that's high praise. And I would, I would say that I, I can see why they would, they would do that. Personally, I was like, I mean, I, I was so intimidated by the, the, the arch of that fairway that I hit yeah. my drive a hundred yards. This is on audacity. Audacity. Yes. audacity. Yeah, audacity. Yeah. Yeah. Where where I get there and I tell people it's an optical illusion. Yeah. Don't 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 believe it. Don't yeah. believe you can go to the right. right. No. We keep as yeah. much yeah. space yeah. between the yeah. edge of that ravine yeah. and your ball as right. possible. Well, I, I got a good story about that, Jimmy. If I can tell that real quick. Yes. Ron Whitten, as you know, senior architecture writer for Golf Digest. And uh, so he wrote in when we got Best New Private, they had a photograph of the eighth hole. And under the caption, it said, only amateur architects would have the audacity to build this hole. So I told John, we got to name this hole Audacity. So, uh, you know, uh, years later, uh, Witten called me about this uh, best 18 holes built in 2000. He said he wanted to ask me a couple of questions. Couldn't tell me about the article or anything, but he's. He said, uh, ask you five or six questions. And so he gets down to the end. He says, he's got one more question for you. I said, what's that? He said, did you guys change the name of the eighth hole to Audacity after I wrote that article about the best in track course? <laughs> and I said, well, as a matter of fact, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. He called me a name. So I can't repeat it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a family show. This is a family yeah. show. So I, I'm going to leave it at that, but I'll let Ron explain that to somebody else, I guess. But uh, no, uh, but. He was, uh, you know, taken aback. I think when he first time he saw the hole, he sort of dropped to his knees and said, "I can't believe this," you know. And I'm, so, you know, and, and since then it's been voted the best hole in the state of West Virginia. Come mm-hmm. to think of it, and then we got this best, uh, you know, best eighth hole that's been built since uh, 2000. Pretty cool. Yeah, when I and I would say my experience with that hole because after I hit that 100 yards, yeah. I wasn't out of it too. So and I had to, I kind of, <laughs> I fought back and like I, I dealt with the slope left of the green in the bailout yeah. area. Oh, and yeah. I made like this really cool, you know, kind of curling putt to save Paul. So it was like, yeah. I, I mean, it, my experience was is as grand as it gets, yeah. and so it certainly has my vote for mm-hmm. for best and best in state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything more from uh, Doke before you left the property? I'm trying to think, uh, you know, back, you know, to that. I mean, that's, I think that's in the 2012, okay. you know, range. He was there. working on uh, Golf Confidential. He made some comments. In, yes, in, he did. In, in he the, did. In the yeah, book. He, did. he was he, quite complimentary, yes, I thought. Yeah, he was and, saying that if you're within, you know, a distance of the, you need to get there if you can get on the golf course. He said it's it's fairly spectacular. And I, I think, you know, Doke appreciated what was done there. You know, I yeah. mean, he, he, you know, he was thinking, you know, he sort of, called us the wild guys from West Virginia, you know, and that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, we, you know, we learned a lot in the process. We spent a lot of time, we spent seven years building for us. And, um, you know, I think we had a lot of great people, you know, help us, you know, do it. You know, I mean, at the same time, we hired good people, you know, we have, 
you know, some outstanding uh, golf course contractors that work here. And uh, um, they've helped us with like things like drainage and some things that, you know, you think, okay, that looks good there. We want to do this. And no, it's going to drain, you know, this way or whatever. But, you know, we did learn a lot. Uh, we continue to, you know, work with USGA's agronomic section to learn more and more all the time about uh, how we take care of this course. And, uh, you know, like I said, we have great staff here, you know, uh, both in the, in the shop and uh, our, our maintenance crew. And uh, Jim Howard's our director of golf. Jim's doing a terrific job. Uh, Joel Foreman, our, you know, superintendent is, you know, world-class. I mean, you can see it in here. I mean, there's, there, you know, the, you know, you don't see, of course, I don't think in this condition too often. Uh, and I, I think that um, it's, it's, like I said, it's tough, but fair, but, you know, we, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, have worked, I think, hard to uh, present a product that people can enjoy, uh, whether they be good golfers or bad golfers and, when I think of bad golfers, uh, you know, I think, well, just go out there and enjoy yourself. You know, you know, look at the, you know, the views, look at the rock outcroppings, look at the waterfalls, uh, you know, you know, on our 14th green, look to the left, you can see um, windmills that take one hour to drive to from our yeah. 14th green. Yeah. And, and the weird part to think about the whole course is that uh, it's not really like a mountain course. Uh, I'm thinking of a mountain course, you sort of go up and down all the time and, you know, uphill, downhill holes and things like that. You know, our course is like more on a mesa, you know, it's fairly level, it rolls, but it, it's not uh, a lot of uphill climbing. We have one or two places where yeah. you have to, you know, expend some energy. Uh, but, you know, generally, uh, you know, the, the holes are something you might find, you know, anywhere uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, whether they're, they're, you know, not necessarily level, but they're not, you know, uh, um, they're not uphill down there. Yeah, you have mm -hmm. certainly views of the mountains. Yeah. But it's yeah. not, you're not playing through the mountains. The, right. thing, yeah. the thing that you said that stuck out to me that I absolutely love is the fact that it's like, this took seven years to build. And I think what the average yeah. course is like, you know, oh, Tom, yeah. Tom yeah. builds his in two years. Yeah. And that's, you know, in a place yeah. where it's snowing right. half the year. Right. So it's kind of like the other one that comes to mind is the greatest of all is, is Pine Valley, right? Yes. It was this, this sort of labor of love kind of learning and you're just like all in. It right. sounds like that's what you guys were doing right. and, and kind of learning about drainage as right. you go. Well, I think that, you know, we took seven years, you know, to do it. But, you know, I think we took our time. It wasn't our core business. I've said that before, you know, right. and yet I think by taking our time, we were able to realize the best features. Like I think I, I'm yeah. thinking like myself now, I'm, I'm not a guy that's built a lot of golf courses. You know, I've had some people ask me, you know, would you be thinking of, but no, they, you just, once we do this course, I, the only thing we can do is probably is go downhill. So we're not going to do something else, but you know, I think that, um, you know, that it's, um, um, you know, just a, a, a labor of love where you say, okay, how can I make this as good as possible? This hole, this one hole, you know, how do I make it as good as I can make it? Uh -huh. And uh, we had the opportunity to spend time to say, this is the best, we think this is the best way to do it, yeah. you know? And that's, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cause yeah. I think some people get put under the pressure. You've got to deliver this course. Right. This is yeah. how we do it. We yeah. need it because of the real estate. Yeah. And this is just like, you guys just like, we just mm -hmm. want to build the coolest course with like, with what we've got here. And it's, right. it's pure. And I think, you just like anything, the details and that yeah. comes out when you play here um, mm -hmm. and makes it feel special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier about when you guys realized you had something, you had something special here. I obviously realized it the first time 
I, I came here, how special it was. And it's uh, the views, the condition of the course, the routing, and the fact that it's uh, got the highest slope ratings <laughs> around. Uh, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't really factor into it mm -hmm. in a sense because there's so much uh, pleasure that comes from taking that that greatest walk in golf. Yeah, challenge. and challenge too. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I agree. They, yeah, it is. We like to say it's the greatest walk in golf. Uh, you know, I don't think you'll see a walk like this anywhere else, really. Uh, and, and, and I think it's you know in part because of the way the terrain is is, is really unique. Mm -hmm. So so. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's always great talking uh, golf with you. And thank you, Patrick, uh -huh. for, for, for joining us here. It's, Jimmy, uh, it's Jimmy, been a thank, great time. Thank you for coming and thank you for having me on. Okay. Thank you. All right. So until next time, when we talk to people that are as crazy about golf as Aaron and I are, we'll catch you on the back nine. <laughs>